Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Wendy. And welcome to the Toasted, Toasted Marshmallow, Marshmallow Adventures, Adventures Podcast. So tonight we have an interview episode. We have uh, one of my friends and co-workers, Luis Granillo. Welcome. Um, in the studio tonight. Woo. So pretty awesome to have him here. Say hi, Luis. What's up, guys? <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, we work together at Intermountain Hospital. Um, we're both psychiatric technicians. Yeah, uh, You've been there for three years. You told us. Yeah, so, three years. Sweet. So that's pretty cool. So let's get into this. So Luis, um, I uh, invited him to be on the show. It was, we, were, we were talking at work um, about his involvement and um, leaving the uh, Jehovah's Witness uh, religion. And so we have him on tonight to talk about that. Yeah, we talked a little before the podcast, and it's kind of mind blowing stuff. Yeah, um, I know nothing about the religion, beliefs, and things like that. I know a little bit that I've kind of looked up um, over the past few days. Um, It's kind of seeing what they believe. Now, from what I read, um, it's considered a Christian religion. Yes, considered Christianity. Okay. Gotcha, but it's like a uh, separate like sect of it's like Catholic is Christian, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's from the Christian uh, branch. Okay, sounds good. And now you, um, so let's talk about how you got into the religion uh, from the beginning. Um, now I know you told me, but uh, tell the audience um, kind of uh, what age you started practicing the religion and why. I started practicing it since uh, I was like three years old. That's when my parents started studying. They they converted when they were like sick, uh, when I was like five or six. Um, That's when they got baptized. And but ever since I was three, it was pretty much practicing it. So, um, yeah, pretty much all my life. So basically, that's all you knew. Yeah. As far as being brought up. Now, how old were your parents when they converted? Ooh. On the age, I'm not exactly quite sure. I believe my they were in their 30s. Okay, as close as I know, they're in their 30s. <laughs> or, wow. Yeah. Okay. And do you know were they uh, religious before that in a different religion? Yeah, they were Catholic. Most of they my family Catholic. is Catholic. Okay. Yeah. And do you know why they converted? So some um, Jehovah's Witnesses came knocking to their door, and my father was somebody who liked to do a lot of reading and do a lot of investigating and stuff like that. So um, when the Jehovah's Witnesses came to the door and told them something new from what he knew from the Catholic Church, um, he was interested in it. So he started uh, um, studying with them and comparing the Catholic religion to the Jehovah's Witness religion. Throughout the whole um, throughout the whole Bible study, they, they did three years for them to fully get baptized. He wow. always Yeah, he always used... Uh, a Catholic Bible throughout the whole thing. Um, and he was convinced that the Jehovah's, Reli- Jehovah's Witness religion was the actual truth. So, and there's no convincing mm. him otherwise now. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Because yeah. I never thought that worked. That's been my only experience with Jehovah Witnesses coming to my door. Yeah. And I never thought the pamphlet and the door, yeah, the foot in the door jam worked. <laughs> Did that ha- didn't that happen to you? It happened Someone to me. Put it their scared foot me. I was in a your kid. door jam. Yeah, my mom I used said to do no, that. thank you. Really? And is that a, is there. that a tactic? It, it's so embarrassing. My mom would do that. Oh my god! Like even in the, on the mailbox, you know, like some doors have like little uh, mailbox. Uh, um, yeah, the door to slide in. Um, the mail. The mail. Yeah, even those. My mom uh, a couple times would 
peek in and be like, I can hear you guys oh inside. Open oh, up. wow. And I'd be like, no, let's get out of here. Like, let's go, mom. <laughs> yeah. Like, even when you were in it and, like, that's what you did, you were still like, oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Like, mom. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, wow. I never like going door to door. It's a requirement, but I never did like it. And yeah, It's my mom, a requirement. It is. It is. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, um, it's your only way to salvation. That's what wow. they believe. Yeah. And uh, um. I remember when we'd go all the time. My mom was a regular pioneer, so she had to do 70 hours a month. So, uh, it, 70 hours yeah. a month of so, going door to door. Yep. Wow. So after school, I was out knocking on doors. Um, and that was, that was my evenings. It, wow. It sucked. <laughs> so, so at the time you hated it. Uh, yeah. You did. Okay. Yeah. Even though you were like fully invested in the religion and everything. Well, I was invested in it due to the guilt because I believed that, uh, that's all I knew, and that's what I was indoctrinated in. So I believe this was the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I grew up with. So um, I never, I hated it. I never like who wants to spend their evenings after school going door to door preaching about the Bible, yeah, and uh, indoctrinating yeah. people. But the guilt inside of you that says that if you don't do this, you're gonna you're gonna die because the end is coming any day now wow. is what keeps you what keeps everybody going pretty much. It's, wow. it's just brainwashing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. And so when you would do this, what was the general reaction or response you would get from people in their homes when you would be at their door? Um, let's say out of every 10 doors, nine were rejections. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So how uh, do you take that? How um, is that? Well, we're, we, so when I was in the Trova's Witnesses, every Thursday, we'd go to church and we, we would meet three three days a week. But every Thursday was training for, they call it field service, when you go out and, uh, and knock on doors. And it was training to take rejection. And really? we were, yeah. Wow. And how to, how to, um, um, how to, um, try to, um, if somebody rejects you, how to turn the conversation around to try to get them into involved and stuff and um, persuade them into listening to you and stuff like that. So it was, it, it was embarrassing. A lot of times I got a lot of uh, doors shut on my face. I got a lot of people yelling at me um, and whoever I was with, but also um, it, they trained us to think that those people are bad. So oh. We're doing the right thing. Wow. And those people are bad. Yeah. So every time that happened. You just thought they're bad people. Yeah. And yeah. you're in the right. So, yeah. So wow. that that's what helps you keep going. And they say like, even though, and also there's a, a text that says that if you don't, um, if you don't let them know, um, then the blood is in your hand. But oh. if you let them know and they don't listen, then the blood is over their head. Holy so you're like, cow. so you're like, you have to. yeah. So like we did wow. our part. The angel saw, yeah. God saw, they're they're bad. They're going to be destroyed. Wow. And that was, and we're we're saving our own souls by doing Holy that. So cow. that's what keeps everybody going. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like a guilt, fear based type yeah. of religion. Yeah. Wow. It's it's mostly yeah. It's all guilt. Yeah. Wow. Sheesh. That is crazy <laughs> now you mentioned to me at work before that you're required to uh, be considered spiritual do a certain number of hours each week yes uh, going door to door and uh, how many hours a week were you supposed to do so as a publisher the minimum requirement would be about 10 hours the minimum so that would be every saturday um about 
three hours, most of, most of them, um, two and a half hours. And uh, that was bare minimum. If you did anything more than that, then you started getting talked to and you started getting signaled. Um, it was uh, 10 hours or more. Oh wow! So, so that's what that's where the weekends went. Every wow. every every Saturday morning. We're talking as a kid. Yeah. Jeez. So, wow. um, uh, after school, I'm going to service at, on the weekends in the very early morning at eight o'clock. We all met at the Kingdom Hall and we all went to a uh, door to door. So, um, that was the routine. So, um, no childhood present. No. <laughs> yeah. Is Sunday church? Or? Yeah, Sunday's oh, church. Okay. So we would have Sunday, which was church. We would have Monday, which was church. And we would have Thursday, which was church. So three days a week. And between those days was you had to prepare for the church because you, you got the information um, beforehand. Mm-hmm. And you had to, it was all questions and answers. So you had to review the information. You had to as find. As a family or oh. as an individual? Um, as an individual church okay. homework, yes, church homework, wow. um, before every single one of them. So, so in between church, you were always busy. So you will never think about anything but church. That's exactly basically. what wow. it is. Yes. They, wow. they teach that, that if you have, if you make yourself have time to think about other things, Satan gets into your mind. Wow. So you have to keep your mind on what they call spiritual godly things, which is pretty much their indoctrination. So that's how they keep people stuck in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And you mentioned uh, being signaled or signaling. What does that mean? So signaling, um, if you're doing something that is not accordance to their laws, um, but it's not one of the requirements to be disfellowshipped, then they signal you. So there's there's censoring, there's signaling, and then they're disfellowshipping. There's different levels of discipline that they use. Um all of them suck. <laughs> but uh, but so there's a censoring first and then there's a signaling. The signaling is pretty much like you're just fellowshipped, but you don't meet the requirements. So they can't just fellowship you according to their to their rules. So they just signal you and you're pretty much just fellowship, but you're not officially just fellowshipped. Okay. So they're like working on you. We're not kicking you out yet. But you need to fix this stuff or work on it uh, so you can stay. You're per- you're pretty much kicked out, but you're but you're not. So you're kicked out of anything social, but you're not kicked out of anything spiritual. That makes sense. Oh wow! Oh, so okay. at church they can still talk to you. Where you're just fellowship, you're kicked out of spiritual and uh, social. So you can't you can't have any any social activity outside of the religion um, and. Like when you're just fellowship, you can't do that. And you also can't have any interaction inside of the kingdom hall. So if you are just fellowshipped, you walk into the kingdom hall after every, but after it started, because you don't want to interact, interact with anybody because everybody will avoid you. Oh, wow. And then you leave right before it ends because you don't want to interact with anybody because everybody will avoid you. Wow. When you're signaled, you can have interaction inside of the church, but you can't, you're not, um, you're not deemed worthy of having interaction outside of it. Hmm. Wow. So someone, um, you said that can have, uh, like spiritual interactions, but not social ina- interactions with that person. Say if you're, you know, at the grocery store and that person, uh, is, you know, right in front of you in line, do you, you have to anything? like ignore them or yep. if you're disfellowship, really? you ignore them. Uh, like I remember being- and they understand or they, they know why. I mean, it's, 
Yes. They're okay? <laughs> no, they're not okay. Oh. But Well, it depends. Some are, some aren't. Some. So I remember a lot of my friends that I had growing up got disfellowshipped. And because of like normal things, um, we can review what, what, um, in a little bit, what actually are the requirements that, um, qualify you for disfellowship, mm-hmm. disfellowshipping according to them. But, um, a lot of my friends, actually most of my friends that I had, I had to, not be friends with anymore because you got disfellowship for doing things that weren't worthy of the church. Mm-hmm. So, um, and what would that be? Not worthy. So, um, there is, there is a, um, a text in the Bible that they use for it. Um, and it, it has a lot of, um, um, those are the main ones, which they consider the main sins. Let me bring it up real quick. So this is right off of the um, Jehovah's Witness uh, JW.org. This is their official website, which uh, explain it has most of their literature, their up-to-date literature. Their um, older stuff they delete because they don't want us to see all of their their changed doctrines. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, because they say that they they're the the link to to God. So they're the prophets of God, mm-hmm. and if everything they say is um, inspired by God. So if, if they let their followers see that they've been changing stuff through the years and they're going to question it. So they, but anyways, wow. so wow. only the more, the most, mar, the most up to date, you can call it, <laughs> thing. they call it new light. The new light. Yeah. So here we go. Um, uh, this is a, a watchtower. And it's talking about disfellowshipping, and I'll, I'll quote from it real quick. So, um, it's labeled two factors that lead to disfellowshipping. And then, um, this is quote from the actual publication. This is part of how we get indoctrinated. So two, two factors must coincide result in the disfellowshipping of one of Jehovah's witnesses. First, a baptized witness commits a serious sin. Second, he does not repent from his sin. If they don't repent, they become sent. I mean, if they do repent, they'll get censored. Oh, okay. Um, censored is a lower, lower, um, it's, it's like, you lose all spiritual stuff, but you are still able to socialize, mm-hmm. but you're still deemed a bad influence. Oh, so it's like, okay. watch out for that guy. Don't socialize with him. You can still talk to him, mm-hmm. but don't really invite him yeah. anywhere kind of thing. Yeah. Mm, so, um, wow. so yeah, but if they repent, if they don't repent, then they're just fellowship. So, so uh, the next paragraph says, although Jehovah's does not demand perfection from us, he does have a standard of holiness that he expects his servants to meet. For example, Jehovah insists that we avoid such serious sins as sexual morality, idolatry, thievery, extortion, murder, and spiritism. And it cites first of Corinthians, Six, nine, and ten, and this is the list that they use. Um, and let me quote it. Um, or do you not know that unrighteous people will not inherit God's kingdom? Do not be misled. Those who are sexually immoral. So when we're talking about sexually immoral here, um, anything they don't believe, for example, in sex before marriage. So mm-hmm. you can't have sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. If you do, you're sexually immoral. If you're, um, if you, break up with your with your if you get a divorce for one of the reasons that are not um that are not uh um biblical in their terms uh which is either um 
which is either your life is in danger or your spouse cheated on you. That's the oh, only reason wow. you can divorce. And if you um, if you have sex sex outside of your marriage, then you're you're considered sexually immoral and you'll you'll get shunned. Um, or if, if you have sex before marriage, um, idolaters is the next one. Idolatry includes saluting the flag. You you uh, hold witnesses. If anybody has noticed, uh, when there's, I remember when I was a kid in in high school, you weren't allowed to do the the pledge allegiance. Oh wow, yeah, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, so because uh, that's called they, they they consider idolatry. You're idolizing a flag. So wow. you're supposed to be on God's side, not on a on on the government side. Wow. So um, every time if somebody caught you, because you're supposed to tell on everybody, you're mm-hmm. supposed to. They say that if you don't tell on somebody, on everybody that does salutes? something wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah, anything wrong, mm-hmm. anything that if they say that if you don't, if you don't tell on them, then then you're at fault too. You're at fault. Yeah. So if somebody saw you, like I remember a couple times, I would be embarrassed and I would just put my hand over my heart when we did the pledge of allegiance oh, every yeah. morning because yeah. I just kind of want to feel yeah. fit in kind of stuff. Yes. But um, if anybody else caught me doing it, that was Joel's witness in the same classroom, uh, you know, that knew me, I could get disfellowship just wow. for that, just for wow. saluting the flag. Um. <clears throat> Also, it says adulterers, which we kind of covered about, you know, being married, men who submit to homosexual acts, men who practice homosexuality, thieves, greedy people. They consider uh, this is for, this is off of the Bible, First Corinthians six nine ten of the um, New World Translation, which is what the um, the um, Jehovah's Witnesses use. That's their translation. So, of course, uh, being gay, being anything, anything that is not heterosexual, yeah, you get disfellowshipped. You're not allowed wow. to. Um, and then when they say greedy people, they also include um higher education there. They ban higher education not only because really yeah, they wow. they fascinating yeah they ban it not only because if you keep your people ignorant they're more likely yeah. to uh, to yeah. follow yeah you're not allowed to see anything outside of gw.org or their publications <laughs> if you look at anything outside of it um you are cons- it, it's all considered apostasy mm-hmm. and you can actually be uh, censored for looking into it um and uh higher education of course they call it satan's knowledge not god's knowledge they say we give you everything you need for to be educated and you don't need any other education out there so so they they prohibit um and they call it greedy because you're just looking for more money and you're looking for satan's Mm -hmm. uh stuff so drunkards you can't drink if you drink (laughs) you are disfellowship like you i knew a lot of uh some friends that they got drunk once and just for that one time and it wasn't even that much it was like three or four beers wow. but somebody saw him take more than one beer at a time because you can drink but you can have one beer yeah. or one cup that's it like a um one cup of wine but if you take anything more of that or if somebody that's sees you a little tipsy a drunkard yeah they'll wow. go tell on you and wow. you get disfellowshipped i had like three friends that got disfellowship because they they drank a little too much and they look they looked uh, tipsy. Oh, yeah wow <laughs> Wow. We'd get disfellowshipped every night. We've exactly. already been disfellowshipped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. The next uh, on that list, uh, on that text, is um, extortioners and uh, re- revilers. And then it just ends, will not inherit God's kingdom. So they, they sum it up that if you can't inherit God's kingdom, if you do any of these things, then you you qualify for being disfellowship because they only believe that Jehovah's witnesses that practice will be the ones who inherit God's kingdom. Wow. So, and what is the, um, view by, uh, this religion on death? 
death, like what happened? Like, so Christians, yeah, believe they go to heaven. Um, you know, and that's the afterlife. Is it the same for Jehovah's Witnesses? Um, no. So they don't believe in heaven. Well, they do believe in heaven, but they believe that in death is the end of existence. There's no, there's no, um, going to heaven. There's no going to hell. They don't believe in that. Um, they go off of, um, there's a, a scripture in Ecclesiastes. I believe that's how you say it in English in class. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that um, it says that when, um, like the animal dies, so does the man and, and from dust we come and dust we return. So, um, their, their, their belief is you die and that's it. So even if you're Jehovah's Witness, whatever, that's it. Unless you're, you're an anointed one. An anointed one is one of the 144,000 that are going to be ruling with God in heaven. Um, and those will, uh, will, go to heaven when they die but there's very few and far in between that's wacky yeah everybody else so you don't even like you do all this stuff and you don't even get to go somewhere good that's just it you do you do so what they believe is that when armageddon comes the end comes which they believe since 1914 it's been coming (laughs) <laughs> like every year every like, like it's coming this year yeah. we believe I need some hype <laughs> now that ain't even bullshit that's horseshit. <laughs> yeah so uh they believe when Armageddon comes then in there's no heaven there's gonna be a paradise on earth so everybody that's oh. not an anointed one is gonna be resurrected so God keeps you in your in his memory if you were good he keeps all of your good acts in his memory he keeps I guess a DNA strand of you. I have no idea, but he keeps how you wow. are, or whatever. And oh, then it, he will after Armageddon, which is actually a really horrendous belief. What they believe is that it's going to be natural disasters. The way that um that God is going to eliminate every wrongdoer, and every wrongdoer to them is anybody that's not a Jehovah's Witness. Oh my And gosh. even if you are a Jehovah's Witness, but are not practicing to the letter, you'll still die. So <laughs> there's no guarantee salvation. Wow. Wow. Yeah, there's no guarantee. Wow. Um, you know how like a lot of religions are like, just believe in Jesus and you'll be saved? Yeah. No, here there's no yeah. guarantee. <laughs> no. It's like, like no it, it may be good, may yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Yeah. So it, it, they believe on faith on base of acts. So your acts right. is what gains your salvation. Um, this could make me insane. I would just go all in. Like really? I'm doing all the good acts. Oh, yeah. really? So you'd be all in. If I wanted it, yeah. J-Dub. Yeah. <laughs> wow. She's easily influenced. But if I was into it, I mean, I'd, I'd think of it as a competition. Yeah, you probably would. I It'd would. be competitive like, for you. Watch like, me. Very competitive. I can go to the most houses. Exactly. Yes. Going it all is. night. Is that is that does that happen in the church? It there? is. Everything is competitive there. Wow! So everybody is trying to out spiritual each other. Oh, it really is competitive. It's it's wow. to- it's very toxic. Wow. It's uh, everybody is always judging each other because the rules are so strict, they are unrealistic to follow. Yeah. So Isn't everybody it? is always judging each other on everything that. Any flaw. So everybody's always trying to out to each other. It's very toxic. Wow. But, um, uh, so going back to what they believe of the end times is that, um, when Armageddon comes, the God, Jesus is going to use natural disasters. And, um, everybody that is not a Jehovah's Witness or a Jehovah's Witnesses that is not good enough will die. So they're just going to be, what do we have? Eight million people, eight billion people in the world? Mm-hmm. Just, 
I think uh, we have we have eight we have eight point five um Jehovah's eight point five million Jehovah's Witnesses kill about a quarter of them, maybe six million make it. <laughs> um and wow. so you have six million people survive and you have over eight billion people dead and scattered everywhere. Oh gross. Yeah, so there's a, a text in Ezekiel that says that um the birds of prey will come down and feast on the dead bodies. Oh. So they believe that after Armageddon, all the cities are gonna be destroyed. Everything is going to be rubble. Everything's going to be a wreck. Dead people everywhere. Wow. That is why they stay. They cut as most communication with their family as they can. Anybody who's not JW, they cut communication because they're all going to die. Wow! So it'll be it'll be easier to not have communication with them, so you don't get emotionally attached to mm-hmm. them because um, they're not going to be around anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So so they have the bare minimum communication and. Um, I remember my parents doing that transition. We used to be um, very social with their family. They mm-hmm. became Jehovah's Witnesses, converted. We moved to Idaho to get away from the family because they're all going to die. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. None of them want to convert. Yeah. They want to stay Catholic. Is that why you moved from California? Yeah. That's why we moved because we have a lot of people. Because you're like, family our family there is going to die. Yeah. So let's just, wow. So let's go move. Holy we, cow. We followed some uh, some other Jehovah's Witnesses that we knew, um, that my parents knew. And we came down here. They came here down here first. And like, hey, it's great down here. Come down here. So we came and to get space from our family because if we get close to them, it's going to be hard seeing them dead on the ground. And wow. that is, that's exactly how they brainwash you to, mm-hmm. to uh, shun people. Um, it's a protect, it's an emotional protection on yourself mm-hmm. because that person's going to die. They made their choice. Yeah. So you so, put up a barrier. Yes. An emotional barrier. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so it says that there's going to, so the job of all the survivors, which are on the present day, um, of when it happens, which has been happening since 1914, and it's around the corner since then. <laughs> um, it's, it's really close. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, so many failed prophecies. Um, Sheesh. in 1975, they actually told people, and there's, it's, it's written publications. I don't have it cited with me here, but I can, I, um, if we ever do this podcast again, I can bring the actual, um, I can say the book and the the page number and mm-hmm. you can see the source. 1975 they said the world was going to end. They told people in the publication to sell their houses, oh, no. to quit their jobs and do nothing but preach work and spiritual stuff of the of of the church because it was going to end. Wow. And they did. They did. Oh, so 1975 gosh. came around. <laughs> And passed. Yeah, and passed. Oh, so God. you had a lot of jobless and homeless Jehovah's Witnesses. Very oh, pissed. Oh, man. Very I'm pissed. pissed. <laughs> there was a huge migration oh, of, um, uh, in that year, if you see the numbers of Jehovah's Witnesses, it was huge, the drop, the decline of numbers they had because they just yeah. screwed them over. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, homeless. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah, so everything's rubble after Armageddon. Everybody's dead. Um, the birds come and help eat the carcasses of all your coworkers, of all your schoolmates, <laughs> of all wow. all your family, Holy everything Jesus. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and ima- imagine the 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 trauma, the emotional, psychological trauma. If you are married to a spouse 
who is not a Jehovah's Witness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How, how hard is it day to day to live with the person that you keep thinking is going to die? Yeah. Because yeah. they don't want to submit to yeah. the Jehovah's Witnesses. Jeez. We had, I knew a lot of people that just, oh my God, they were, they were depressed as hell because they believed it. Yeah. yeah. And their spouse, you, their spouse wouldn't believe it. And so it's like, they I love my spouse, them. but they're going to die. And yeah. I live with them every day. Yeah. So, um, uh, and, uh, anyways, so, um, uh, everybody's dead. Then it's the Jehovah's <laughs> Witnesses job to clean up earth mm. and create it into a paradise. So it is the survivor's job. Mm-hmm. After about the, six million people, yeah, roughly. And that's yeah. the paradise on earth. On earth, yeah, that is. They have all the dead people. How many yes. dead people? Like a billion, yeah. more than that. Yeah. So, so <laughs> a lot of things when you go knocking door to door and somebody rejects you, you're like, he's just gonna die. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what keeps you going. <laughs> You guys didn't like mark those houses and be like, I'm going to go back and I'll get them one day. You know, they're going to convert at some point. Yeah, we actually, so they, they divide the city of Nampa because uh, I would preach Nampa. There's two congregations in Nampa and they would just divide it by half, Northern Nampa and Southern Nampa. And then on that Nampa, they would, um they have uh, smaller territories, which would cover uh, about 10 blocks. And we would have all the numbers. So, yes, your address is in the Jehovah's Witnesses oh, territory. Dang. That's why every time they come knocking at your door. Some because big they, brother shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, you, uh, um, they make, they make markings on there. So every time they come to your house, if you don't answer, they'll put not at home and they'll come again. Wow. And if, uh, you have to go to a house at least three times if they're, if they're not at home or don't answer before you return the, the territory and get a new place to go to. Oh, nice. We yeah. got this. We never come to the door. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> so if, if a person's interested or receives your stuff, then it's a return call. So then next oh. week you're going to come back back and try to keep feeding them indoctrination and try to convert them right and make hopefully make it into a bible study now if they yell in your face and tell you to fuck off <laughs> after about two or three times or they threaten to call the police or whatever um about two or three times you put on there no visiting <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> yeah so if you really want maybe the, don't go back there <laughs> yeah so if you really want the jehovah's witnesses to stop bothering you be <laughs> as mean as you can tell them to never come back yell in their face and they'll put no visiting. They'll oh, leave you wow. alone for a whole year. Wow. Oh, a year. A year wow. is the time they'll and leave you alone like, for. I can get them after a year. Yeah, because they say <laughs> circumstances changes. What they look for is uh, a weak spot in people. So what they they train us and teach us to do is look for any weak spots. Like they say maybe they had um, a loss in the family. Hit them there, <laughs> you know, Damn. and tell them about how they can see their loved ones again in paradise. Oh. And that's how you, you kind of pull them in. Yeah. And um, it, it's a lot of, um, wow. like, they would train us how to indoctrinate people. It's like and fucking manipulation. It is. Yeah. Really, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of manipulation, a lot of gaslighting. Wow. A lot of it. So, yeah. So, yeah, um, uh, so you, you're like, in a, in a year, circumstances can change. Yeah. So, go back. And see if you can find anything to, to kind of hit in. them and, and get yeah. in. Um, and then if they yell at you again for another year, you don't go back. So at least you're safe for a year and you <laughs> yeah. yell at them. <laughs> Tell them not Dang. to come back. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Did you ever lie about your hours going door to door? 
Towards the end, yes. So, yeah. so at first, I was too guilt. I it the guilt in that it's what drives you. The guilt. Mm-hmm. You they tell you you're unworthy. So they drive you by making you feel guilty that you're never good enough. You're never good enough, so you're always trying to give more. I still struggle with that. I yeah. still struggle with not feeling good enough. Mm-hmm. And wow. that's how they keep you going. Because even if you do good, they tell you you're not doing good enough. you got to give God more. And God knows you can do more. And if you don't give more, you're not going to make it a paradise. So here you are dragging, yeah. you know. Trying I would to drive do myself insane yeah. if that was the plan. And, yeah. And remember, you're not saved by believing or acting. Right. You are saved if you are if you do everything until the end. Right. So you're you're going Non-stop. as hard as you can. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and the guilt of taking a break or yeah. Not. Oh yeah. yeah. You take a break. Oh man. You get elders in your house and what's going on wow. and you, you know that Satan's getting in your in your mind and what oh if Armageddon gosh. comes tomorrow and you're not preaching and you're gonna die. You're not gonna you know. So it's like wow. it's wow. it's it's. Funny now, but when you're you're in it, you're scared shitless. Yeah, all yeah. the time, all the time. Because you believe that. Yeah, yeah. So you're uh, you're that's what drives you to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, unlike the Mormons, to where when they the people who go to door door to door, they get like paid or they get like college and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Everything the Chosen Witnesses does is for free. Everything. So um, it's they pretty much slave all of their all of their um their um. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, although, although the people who are Jehovah's Witnesses, mm-hmm. they're pretty much slaves to Watchtower.org, um, which is in the headquarters in uh, oh. um, in New York. Mm-hmm. So over there, there are eight. So it's all volunteer. Everything's volunteer. Yeah, yeah everything. So they we oh, the Jehovah's Witnesses don't make a dime off of anything. And have you ever noticed a Jehovah's Witness ask for a donation? It yeah. never, it never goes to them. It goes yeah. to Watchtower. Oh. So everything's, everything's for free. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a money making machine because they, they have free laborers. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does anyone in their religion get paid? No, nobody. So, so where, what's the money used for? It goes to the big guys that claim themselves to be prophets, which they call themselves the governing body. Oh. So, um, they and they are the ones who do the indoctrinations. They call themselves the link between God and humans. God speaks directly to them through the Holy Spirit, and then they publish information to us. And they are never wrong, even though there <laughs> wow. are so many failed prophecies that they <laughs> wow. have had, and so many changed teachings. They are right. never wrong. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they call it new light. God has enlightened us in a different way. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> we were wrong before. It. Yeah, it's just new a, light. This is the new <laughs> yeah. stuff. Don't, yeah. don't worry don't about Don't even worry about don't that. Don't worry about the shit from last <laughs> yeah. week. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to delete all that off of the internet. Yeah. We want, don't have to think about yeah, it. Yeah, I remember that they asked us to bring in all of our books that were from a date before because every about 20 years the indoctrination and the teachings change completely completely <laughs> um so so the, this is no longer valid <laughs> yeah it's no longer valid and you won't find it in the on their jw.org um website wow um they only have the new stuff because they don't want their they don't want their um the, their followers to see 
because of course if they were if they were inspired by god and it says god is never changing right. so if they know what god wants why would god change his mind uh, you know so why <laughs> that means you're wrong yeah, so right. so yeah. you know they um they they say it's new light get rid of the old stuff and this is the new Certain stuff fresh, and any guys. yeah anybody that <laughs> that comes in after that has no idea of what what was taught in the past wow so uh um yeah um it started with uh Taze Russell and then it went to Nor which so Russell was the the one who started it mm-hmm. and then it went to Nor um and Nor after Russell died Nor took over he had different thoughts and he changed so much of the religion wow if you look but it, people stuck around People yeah. still believed. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of, a lot of, uh, fluctuation in the, in the amount of people that were in because a lot of people were, um, followers of the Russell teachings. Mm-hmm. And then when Nor came in with his own mindset, he changed a lot of the, of the teachings. And then, um, uh, a lot of people that didn't agree with it left, but mm-hmm. then it also recruited a lot more new ones. Right. But those are all the books you will never find on their website. All the old teachings, never. And there was some crazy stuff in there that you you look at it and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but you will never find it on, on any of their websites. Wow. Um, you have to go to the actual published book yeah. to find it. Um, or anybody that has it that displays it. Um, and uh, so the teachings changed drastically. They also had an end times, which was in 1935, which never came. And then after Nor, Nor actually in the United States, they were actually persecuted and banned in uh, 1918 to 1925. They were actually incarcerated, all the, the leaders of it. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because of of their extremist views, of the psychological um, impact on people, mm-hmm. and also the their anti-military. So as the Jehovah's Witnesses, you're not allowed, first of all, we already talked about, not allowed to salute the flag. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to enlist in the military or any job that has anything to do with the military. Wow. And you're not allowed to, su- you're not allowed to vote. You're not allowed to support the government in any way or form. So, do you pay taxes? You or pay no? taxes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, oh, have, yeah, to. you have to. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> yeah, um, and they go when when Jesus said, "Pay to Caesar what what belongs to Caesar." Oh, okay. But to God, what belongs to God. So you pay your taxes, but um, you don't vote. You don't involve nothing polit non- nothing politics mm-hmm. and nothing military. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time. They still do it now, but they were doing it a lot more back then in North time in the 1918. They were going against the government because there's a prophecy in the Bible that talks about um, a beast that uh, in the end times. And they said, and they still say that it's, it's United States. So they were talking oh. about how United States is a beast and stuff that is going to, is going to, um, in the end times and God is going to come and kill them. And, and you're talking about against the government and, um, the government just like, Pretty much said, fuck you guys. You guys are going to jail. <laughs> you know, wow. pretty much traitors. So they, wow. and not only that, but, but their teachings are so harmful to their followers. Yeah. And then, um, but United States is big on, um, on rights and religion and freedom of speech and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, um, they were able to practice after. Um, and, uh, but yeah, but about 1950s is when they decided that, if you if you look at, uh, at the book of Acts, after Jesus and the 12 disciples, after Jesus died, the 12 disciples started preaching the word 
of, of Jesus. And then they started creating congregations when the Apostle Paul came and stuff. And they had a, what they called the governing body in Jerusalem. And it was the main uh, disciples of Jesus that made it. And they were the ones that spread the teachings to like to Europe, to Italy, and mm-hmm. to the other places, according to the Bible. So they base themselves that they are the descendants of that. Mm-hmm. So now they created, instead of one person leading, it was a group of people. So right now it's eight of them, and they're all anointed, supposedly going to heaven. Um, and God talks to them directly. And uh, those are the ones that lead. Um, and if you ever research on Google governing body, you can see who they are and they get all the money. So oh, they get all the money. So eight people get all the money eight. from all the what, kingdom halls and everything. Yep. And they decide whatever they want to do with it because even the people who work at the headquarters work for free. So wow. they call it wow. Bethel. They call it Bethel. They have three. Where's that at? New York. So they have one in Patterson. They have one in, um, uh, one in New Jersey and one in uh, Brooklyn. Their main ones in Brooklyn, and uh, that's where they're they they're making a new one in Walk Hill. And uh, um, but all of it goes to these eight people, and they decide what to do with it. Um, most of it's kept for themselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and because even the people that work publishing at the headquarters, it's all free labor. All of wow, it. Yeah, that's so, crazy. Yeah, so um, it's. Yeah, it, it's a it's a money making machine where everybody works for free. So dang, and they drive their people to work for free due to guilt. Yeah, wow, the guilt trip them. Yeah, doing it. so these eight are they just millionaires or billionaires? <laughs> Multi billionaires. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, and are the uh, members or whatever basically they're called uh, required to give or tithe a certain amount? So they pride themselves as not being a false religion that is interest interested in monetary gain they're like we don't ask for a 10 percent like the catholics or we don't act like the mormons we don't do that what we do is what jesus said um give out of your heart and they use a lot of the uh uh one of the parables of jesus actually wasn't a parable it was um he was watching in the temple of jerusalem he was watching the um the pharisees put a bunch of money in the donation box but there was this one old lady that gave two coins of minimum value and she's like that woman gave um more than the pharisees because she gave everything she had where the pharisees gave what was the leftovers Mm -hmm. so then they then they tell us we should be like that old lady giving mm-hmm. everything. everything we can. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, wow. so the more you Holy give, cow. yeah. So the more you give, the more you are um, approved by God, kind of thing. So, and it's they don't put a price on it. You're like, oh no, no, no. We just take donations. We don't, we don't um, take ten percent. We don't wow. take from your check. We don't pass the basket. The the canisters are in the back. And you, you, it's, it's between you, you and Jehovah. It's because Jehovah's are God. So now you're guilting them again. Yeah. And so you feel that if every time you go to church, which is three times a, a week, Holy if you don't give cow. anything, That's too much. then God is watching. The angels oh are watching. Gosh. And you're going to be disapproved wow. of. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they're just soaking your money out oh of you. Oh, my gosh. So as a kid or teenager, young adult growing up, what, like, how much did your parents give each Week like, did you guys go month. without because your parents gave? Yes. 
wow. Yes, especially since my dad being an elder. Um, my dad was was actually for a while in charge of of the money, collecting the money, and they had a separate bank account, and he would put all the money in there and then send it out to New York and stuff. But they would always, <coughs> um, it was a priority. Mm-hmm. So they would pay all their bills, and before seeing any extra money, yeah. first, it's what can we give to Jehovah. Wow. So not only did I not have a childhood because I was too busy preaching or being indoctrinating and reading and researching whatever was going to be for the next mm-hmm. uh, meeting, you didn't um, have- but they didn't. Ha- they saw it as a waste of money to go out and do stuff because right. you can give that to Jehovah. There and they actually started indoctrinating kids. They started making like um um. Uh, animated little short cartoons for kids mm-hmm. where um, they have a little girl who has who gets her allowance from her parents and then she's thinking about spending it on candy and then a thought in her head comes in that Jehovah's oh, speaking to her no. and it's like oh, are, do damn. you really want to spend this on candy oh, wow. or could you spend it on Jehovah Holy and, uh, and so yeah so she's thinking about it and then she starts thinking about the candy but then she starts thinking about Giving it to Jehovah and how she's going to make it in paradise if you give it to Jehovah. Get the candy. Oh, get no. the candy. Yeah. <laughs> so she decides she decides to spend all of her allowance on donating it. Wow. And uh, And she is God. she is in the so right. So if you're not like her, then you are wrong and guilty. Yes, and that's wow. children's indoctrination because that's meant for um, three-year-olds and up. Oh, my You know, animated gosh. short films. That is some yeah. pressure. She's is. right now either an atheist or just strung out on heroin. <laughs> yeah, she's got problems. Yeah. After having that kind of mental wow. trauma. Yeah. That's horrific. Yeah. If wow. you ever if you ever want to see these children indoctrination videos, you can find them on YouTube. Really? Um that's where they they show them and um it they're called Sophia and Caleb. So it's it's a family, mm-hmm. and Sophie and Caleb are the two kids, and they look about like an eight year old and a five year old, um, and it's all indoctrination for kids. Wow. So um, and you'll find these wow. kind of stuff. It's really interesting. Take a yeah, look. fascinating. And that's put out by the church. Yes, uh, yes. But down in New York, in the headquarters, they they produce all that stuff. Wow, and does it just come out? Um, so is it on YouTube? Yeah, that that um. Uh, so you'll find it in jw.org. But you okay. also find it on YouTube. Oh, okay. But if you go I'll to their main, if you go to their main yeah. webpage at jw.org, um, you can find those videos as well. Wow. So, and they're made to basically convince children like this is how you should be. Yes, it's wow. all indoctrination. Wow. Yeah. Indoctrination. Yeah. <laughs> this is mind blowing. Start them <laughs> yeah. while they're young. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So, is this an American-based religion? It did start in America, yeah. So, um, it was Chase, uh, uh, Charles Taze Russell. 1852 is when he started. So, he started, um, this is an interesting story, actually, because he started reading the Bible and going to different, um, different religions, and he didn't agree with everything that was, um, that was said. So, he decided that he was going to study the Bible and give it his own interpretation. So, he starts making his own interpretation of everything and creates his own Bible, pretty much. And he starts publishing it and preaching it and getting followers. There was actually a, um, 
a another um it was a press owned by JJ Ross who denounced him because he was he was starting a cult doing things differently and uh start taking Christianity beliefs and twisting them to his way and but um so he published this thing um talking against Russell so Russell sued him and uh, for blasphemy against him and um so this you can actually find in records of court for this um Russell started saying how he was enlightened by the Holy Spirit and he was able to in, inter, interpret no interpret there mm-hmm. we go the uh, interpret the uh, the the Greek original and Hebrew scriptures to the best of interpretation due to the Holy Spirit better than what it had been to that day mm-hmm. so um he had a bunch of different twisted beliefs um so in court the attorney that was to JJ Ross, one of the, one of the, um, arguments against, against him is like, you don't even know how to read Greek. So then he said, yes, I do. This is quote again and another, and, um, the attorney presents an actual Greek Bible to him and asks him, can you read the first sentence? He starts backpedaling. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, can you tell me the letters on this first word? No, I don't know how to read Greek. <laughs> and he's like, so how are you claiming that your stuff is true and trying to indoctrinate people if you don't even know how to read Greek? Mm-hmm. Well, again, his response was, the Holy Spirit allows me to understand oh, this stuff. Oh, there you go. So, um, so he made this whole Boom. thing off of, yeah. <laughs> so he made, it, he made this whole cult off of whatever he thought was in his mind. And wow. people follow it blindly. And um, until this day. Um, it, it's, if, if you see a lot of his stuff, it's a lot different from what they believe now, but mm-hmm. it's crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. It's crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's mind blowing. <laughs> Damn. Does anyone need another drink? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a drink. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a little pause. Let's All grab right. a drink oh, and we'll be right back. All right. And we're back. Yes, we are. Yes, but there's no Luis here. No, he left that evening. This is, what, four days later? Yes, it is. We um, uh, got a drink and never came back. Yeah, we never <laughs> did. Uh, so this is going to be part one of this yeah, episode. He still has a lot to share. It's, it a was lot. fascinating. Crazy, crazy, fascinating and interesting story. Yeah. So Sheesh. stay tuned. Yeah, um, so yeah, the uh, part two uh, will be coming out a week after this one. So yeah, stay tuned for that episode. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to hearing more what Luis has to say. (laughs) Definitely. All right, I'm signing out. I'm signing off. I'm Chris Adams. I'm Wendy Mosier. Hashtag get toasted. Stay toasted. Thanks for listening. Yes.